If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no health in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. Almighty God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who desireth not the death of a sinner, but rather that he may turn from his wickedness and live, hath given power and commandment to his ministers to declare and pronounce to his people, being penitent, the absolution and remission of their sins. He pardoneth and absolveth all those who truly repent and unfeignedly believe his holy gospel. Wherefore, let us beseech him to grant us true repentance and his Holy Spirit, that those things may please him which we do at this present, and that the rest of our life hereafter may be pure and holy, so that at the last we may come to his eternal joy, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall open thy Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, without end. Amen. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's praise. Psalm 61 Hear my crying, O God, give ear unto my prayer. From the ends of the earth will I call upon thee, when my heart is in heaviness. O set me up upon the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been my hope and a strong tower for me against the enemy. I will dwell in thy tabernacle forever, and my trust shall be under the covering of thy wings. For thou, O Lord, hast heard my desires, and hast given an heritage unto those that fear thy name. Thou shalt grant the king a life, that his years are throughout all He shall dwell before God forever. O prepare thy loving mercy and faithfulness, that they may preserve him. So will I always sing praise unto thy name, I may daily perform my vows. My soul truly waiteth still upon God, for of him cometh my salvation. He fairly is 
and my salvation. He is my defense so that I shall not greatly fall. How long will ye imagine mischief against every man? Ye shall be slain all the sort of you. Yea, as a tottering wall shall ye be, and like a broken hedge. Their device is only how to put him out whom God will exalt. Their delight is in lies. They give good words with their mouth, but curse with their heart. Nevertheless, my soul, wait thou still upon God, for my hope is in him. He truly is my strength and my salvation. He is my defense, so that I shall not fall. In God is my health, my glory, the rock, my might, and in God is my trust. Oh, put your trust in him always, people. Out your As for the children of men, they are but vanity. The children of men are deceitful. Upon the weights, they are altogether lighter than vanity itself. God spake once and twice, I have also heard the same, that power belongeth unto God. And that thou, Lord, art merciful, for thou rewardest every man according to his work. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. The first lesson beginneth in the 15th verse of the 43rd chapter of Isaiah. I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus says the Lord, who makes a way in the sea and a path through the mighty waters, who brings forth the chariot and horse, the army and power. They shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They are extinguished. They are quenched like a wick. Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beast of the field will honor me, the jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and the rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people I have formed for myself. They shall declare my praise. Skipping to chapter 44, verse 1. Yet hear now, O Jacob, my servant, and Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus says the Lord who made you and formed you from the womb who will help you. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and you, Jeshurun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water on him who is thirsty and floods on the dry ground. I will pour my spirit on your descendants and my blessing on your offspring. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name and his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He hath showed strength with his arm. He hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. 
He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of First Peter. Therefore, since Christ suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves also with the same mind, for he who has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin, that he no longer should live the rest of his time in the flesh for the lusts of men, but for the will of God. For we have spent enough of our past lifetime in doing the will of the Gentiles, when we walked in lewdness, lusts, drunkenness, revelries, drinking parties, and abominable idolatries. In regard to these, they think it strange that you do not run with them in the same flood of dissipation, speaking evil of you. They will give an account to him who is ready to judge the living and the dead. For this reason, the gospel was preached also to those who are dead, that they might be judged according to men in the flesh, but live according to God in the spirit. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now let us thou, thy servant, depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people, to be a light to light in the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty God, who hast given thine only Son to be unto us both a sacrifice for sin and also an ensample of godly life, give us grace that we may always most thankfully receive that his inestimable benefit, and also daily endeavor ourselves to follow the blessed steps of his most holy life, through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Light in our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy, defend us from all perils and dangers of this night, for the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. In our first lesson from Isaiah, the Lord is speaking very explicitly about something new that he's going to do with his people. It's going to be greater than what he has done in the past. He even goes as far as to say, don't remember the past events, which, given the context, seems to refer primarily to the Exodus, which is referenced in verses 16 and 17. Now, it seems like um, the return from exile for God's people at this point is certainly in view here. But it also seems to go beyond this, the way that it is described, most likely pointing to ultimately the work accomplished by Jesus for the sake of the world. And it's this work, this exodus that our Lord accomplishes that brings about the outpouring of the Spirit in the New Covenant, which is foretold in uh, 44 verse 3. And then in our second lesson, we've seen throughout First uh, Peter, that the theme of suffering is very prominent. He has uh, given some different nuances to his teaching on this. And one of the main points that Peter seems to return to is that we are not only to endure suffering, but also to welcome suffering in our flesh or in our body during our time here in the body, during our time here in our earthly life chiefly because it follows the example of Jesus. So Peter, he says at the beginning of chapter four, as we just read, he wants us to be armed with understanding, that is to, to have the same mind as Christ in order to live the remaining time in the flesh, no longer for human desires, but for God's will. Excuse me, I skipped over a line there. So uh, armed with the understanding of Jesus because the one who suffers in the flesh has ceased or finished with sin. So it seems like here and then as well in other places of the New Testament that the, a te the teaching seems to be that in the same way that Jesus's suffering in the flesh had a sort of purgative effect on sin so that it would not be death but rather life that would come out of Jesus's sufferings in the flesh. So in the same way, then, our experience of suffering in our bodies, in our flesh, um, also has this same sort of purgative effect on sin. In this case, with Peter, it seems to have in view the burning away of the desires of our flesh so that we might then be able to be wholly committed to God's will. Now, if I'm speaking honestly here, um, <laughs> This isn't immediately obvious, right? Um, this doesn't seem to be immediately apparent that this is actually the case. Because oftentimes when we think about it, both ourselves and what we've experienced with what we've seen in others, is that oftentimes the experience of suffering, the experience of pain, 
causes us to return even more so to our old desires, as Peter might say, to our sinful desires. We seem to have this kind of propensity as humans to take something that is bad, to take the suffering then that we come to experience, and then to take it and make it worse. And all that to say that this doesn't seem to be the kind of thing, this purgative effect of sin on our flesh in the midst of our suffering, doesn't seem to be something that just automatically happens. It requires us to give our hearts to it. It requires our intentions. It requires our will. It requires us to have this same attitude, the same mind of Jesus that Peter is speaking of. And it seems to be that Peter is saying that in the experience of the suffering, there is an opportunity given to us in the midst of it. And his exhortation uh, to put on the mind of Christ to, is to be like Jesus in his sufferings, and that is, in the experience of our suffering, not to create more suffering, um, either for ourselves or then for those around us, but rather that our sufferings in the flesh would become, this is what Peter's exhorting us towards, that our sufferings in the flesh would become an occasion for doing and creating more good. And to reflect on so we'll continue now with our um, intercession on page 590. Take a second, call to mind those you're praying for. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations, and may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands, that they may punish wickedness and vice, and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual, upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good, and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil. Give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble, and do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake, who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thanks, everyone. Hope you have a good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. <laughs>